Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com and pick the giving option that works best for you. And help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. Good morning, church. Let's stand as we worship this morning. I just want you to prepare your heart for all that God has for you. Jesus, we welcome you into this place. We just want to glorify you. We want to worship you. And most of all, God, we want to connect with you in Jesus' name. Here we go. Come on, guys. Let's worship.
today. Let's give our God a shout of praise. Well, good morning, church family. You look wonderful today, by the way. We are so glad that you're here with us. Guys, we've been in this series called This Is Us. And in this series, we've been talking about who we are as children of God, as individuals, but who we are as a church as well. And today, we're continuing along the same lines and we're, we're, we're continuing in the series, This Is Us, we, we are worshipers, we worship. So today we're gonna spend some time focusing on worship because you realize the Bible says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. That, that our God, he's worthy of our praise that on the days we feel like it or not, he is worthy of that praise. And sometimes we need to stop for a moment and think, wait a minute, um, he has really helped me this week. He has saved me this week. He's protected me this week. And he's come through for me this week. And if you agree with that, then let's give him another shout of praise. So today we're gonna spend some time um, throughout this service just worshiping him. And, and if you're visiting with us today, I'm, I'm really glad that you are. And it's a good service for you to come because we're going to be looking at, at some of the reasons of like, why, why do we worship? You know, why, why are these people standing down front here? Why are there people with their hands in the air? And, and we're going to talk about that a little bit because God, God tells us why. He, te he tells us the importance of us worshiping him because anytime we worship God, what we're really doing is we're, we're recognizing, we're saying, God, I recognize that you hold the highest honor in my life, that you hold the highest place in my life. And when you recognize that someone holds a higher place of honor, you treat them differently. You do. You, you actually, you do things for people that hold a higher place of honor that, that you wouldn't do for other people, right? It's like, if a president were to come into a room, it would just be standard that because of the place of honor he holds, we would all stand for him, correct? Or if you were at a wedding and a bride comes in, uh, when she steps into the room because she's being honored, we would all stand for her. You don't do that for everyone though. I mean, could you imagine if like, if every time my kids came in the room, I stood up, I'm like, hi kids. Yeah, right, you know, I'm sitting on the couch. I, 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 don't, I don't treat everyone the same like that because there's certain things you reserve only for those who hold the highest honor and the highest place. So that, that's why we stand when we sing. And, and, and why do we sing? Because there's some of us who are like, well, I can't sing. Well, the Bible never asks you to be a good singer. The Bible just says, make a joyful noise. And I've stood next to some of you, yeah. And I've stood next to some of you, and let's be honest, we know it's just a joyful noise, okay? Like, at least it is to him, right? <laughs> but, but we do that because, because he asked us to. He said, make, make a joyful noise to God. And, and we do things that like, like, like we, we raise our hands, but well, why do we do that? Because when you recognize that there's someone of honor in the room, we have to recognize we do what they want us to do. And, and do you recognize that in this room, the King of Kings is in this room, that our Savior is in this room. So we don't get to just say to God, like, that ain't my thing. I don't like to raise my hands. That ain't my thing. You know, we don't get to tell the King of Kings what our thing is. 
This is what he says, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8 says this. Therefore, I want men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands. Holy hands. Do you realize that, why, so why are we doing this? Why are we lifting our hands up? Because our God asked us to. And because he holds a place of honor and worship, that ain't my thing. I don't feel comfortable up with that. I don't know. Well, I'm not asking you to jump to, from zero to 60. No one's asking that today. But maybe today's the day where you break the norm, where, where instead of just standing there with your arms crossed, maybe we start off with like just, just, just the beginnings of holding our hands up, like, like hold the plate, you know? Like I'm just standing here holding the plate. That's the first move. Like, like God, I'm lifting up my hands. You, no one around me can tell what's really going on. And then once you feel comfortable with that, that's when the other moves come in. Like, you know, like throw the Frisbee and catch the Frisbee moves. And the, like, and, and then you get your, your you, 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 you get a little bit more exuberant. We're like, I understand it's like, this is not about me. It's about the fact that he deserves to be worshiped. He deserves, and he's in this room. So church, what I wanna do, because here at Fellowship Church, we're learning who we are as a people. In Fellowship Church, we're worshipers. So we're gonna take this time today and we're gonna invite his presence into this room and then we are gonna give him the honor and the glory and the praise that he deserves. So let's do this together. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you to meet with us now. And we thank you, God. We thank you for how you've taken care of us, how you love us, how you forgive us. And we pray that right now that you'd remove all distractions from our lives, all distractions from our minds, that we'd be able to give you the attention that you deserve because you so greatly deserve it. You're good to us, God, and we want to thank you right now. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You were the word at the
It was by calling on your name that I now have a home forever in heaven. And every person in this room who has ever called upon your name to be their Lord and to be their Savior has a home forever in heaven. It is with your name that demons tremble. It is with your name that the enemy is pushed back. It is with your name that everything changes. On our own power and strength, well, we can do some things. Only what you allow, though. But then when we bring you into it, in our minds, when we ask you, you say we don't have because we don't ask you. We ask you and we pray in your name. Everything changes, beginning with the way we think. It's so awesome. This is your church. We are your people. And we will never forget that. And we only do what you allow us to do. The name, the one we pray in, is Jesus. 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 Amen. Hey, would you all go back to your seats? Yeah, go ahead. Give the Lord a hand. You can certainly do that. Yeah. Just be seated for a second, if you would. Be seated. Our ushers are taking their place, and we're not going to break this up. We're going to keep this, this going all day long, all morning. As the ushers are taking their place and you're getting ready to give this morning, I'm going to pray over you in just a second, okay? I'm going to ask God to bless every person in here financially to meet every need that you have. If you need an envelope, raise your hand up. We'll get them to you at lots of different giving venues here at the church. And thank you for being faithful in giving. And thank you for being faithful in giving today in this service. Thank you for doing that. We appreciate that so much. Take a look at a couple of quick announcements, and then we're going to continue. Good morning, family. We just wanted to take a couple of minutes during this worship set to remind you of some events we have coming up. August 25th is baby dedications. When our families come together for this special moment to dedicate our children to the Lord, what we are saying is that we worship God in all areas of our life. We believe that this is an act of worship. We want to worship God even in the area of parenting. In the high moments of scoring soccer goals to changing dirty diapers, God, we need you as we raise these children. So invite all of your friends and extended family to this event. Dress your kids up in the cutest outfits possible. Take lots of pictures and let's pray over you and partner together with our incredible church and our God as we dedicate them to the Lord. The last thing that we have before we get back into worship is donuts with dad. Don't miss the special time of fellowship with your kids. Donuts, coffee, milk, this is a dad's love language. Stop by the 4640 lobby 30 minutes before each service on August 4th to fuel up, drop your kids off in the kids wing and come in for an incredible time of worship. Father God, you said we don't have because we don't ask you. So right now we're all asking you that you would bless, I pray, every person that is in this room financially, that you would meet every need, Father, that is, that is here today. I pray that, Lord, that you would do some incredible stuff in our lives. I pray, Father, that you would open up new income streams into the lives of couples that think that that eight to five, that Monday through Friday, that's their only paycheck. That's their only form of income. That is not true. 
You have many ways that you can bring income streams into the life of the men and women in this room. Some that they never saw coming. You can blow their mind with financial blessings. I'm asking that right now in the name, the powerful name of Jesus, over every one of my brothers, over every one of my sisters, of every age and stage in life. Do that for them now. Find us faithful, faithful stewards of your money, always giving you back the first 10% of everything you give us and then an offering over and above that. Bless our people. Do this in Jesus' name we pray, amen. I grew up in a Baptist church. Many of you know that. The church that I grew up in, salvation was taught every Sunday. I mean, no matter what, three points in a poem, it was gonna be salvation. Everything wrapped around it. Every creative way that you can talk about being saved, my church talked about it. The Romans road, verses through the books of Romans that tell you how to be saved. For all of sin to come short of the glory of God. For the wages of that sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Heard it, did it, age of 12. And there's not a doubt in my mind that I'm gonna have a home forever in heaven. There's not a question that I have that one of these days I will be there. I've done enough funeral services to know that we are not living in the land of the living. We are living in the land of the dying and we will one day go to the land of the living that nobody gets to stay here. That's why salvation is so important. It's premier in everything that we do and teach the gospel message, the good news, Jesus saves. But in my church, we were not taught about the Holy Spirit. In my church, we did not worship. As I've grown to know the Holy Spirit, to be baptized, to be filled with Him, I did so out of desperation. He was the third person of the Godhead, probably had some significance, but I didn't know what it was. Later I learned that he is our comforter. And as you go through life, you realize how much and how badly you need a comforter. Later I learned that he is the gift giver. That he equals, not only equals the playing field when it comes to going against, up against the enemy, that he overwhelms the playing field with his gifts that he hands out so freely to every one of us as his children. He picks and chooses, we don't. He tells us and decides what gifts we have for the purpose we have in this life. We do not. And yet he hands them out, just fight with this and protect with that and guard with this and attack with this. Worship, we didn't have it in our church. We had song books in the back of pews. We had a song leader song leader and that's exactly what he did he got up him number 72 everyone stand we will sing the first the second and the fourth stanza we always we always skip the third stanza i never have understood was there something wrong did every songwriter on the planet mess up on the third stanza of their songs i do not know do not care because i was a guy didn't really care anything about music Oh, there's some 70 songs, the Eagles, Bread, Chicago. Oh, I'm, pre I'm preaching now to you people, not to any of these people. I'm preaching. They're like, I have no idea. 
but I couldn't understand the lyrics. Never have been able to. Somebody, you talk to me, I get it. You sing it to me, I do not know what you're saying. I can't sing it back. I don't know anything. I sung songs from the 70s 20 times each. Still got all the words wrong. Don't know. Half the people were high back then when they wrote the songs. Then one day something happened to me. I went to a church in downtown Fort Worth. Ann and I were going there for the purpose of looking at the structure of that building. We were not going there to be a part of the church service. It was called Calvary Cathedral. The word Baptist was not on the sign. So I walked in thinking maybe these people would be different and oh, maybe emotional and a little bit weird. And I wasn't disappointed. Ann and I sat in the back. Music started. No song leader got up, but a team of people got up. They didn't lead us. They started loving on and worshiping God. In a moment, nobody was told to stand. In a moment, this lady got up. She held both of her hands to the air and started crying. We looked at her. For the first time in our life, we saw somebody stand in a service that was not told to stand, lift their hands and sing with tears rolling down their face, and they weren't prompted to do so. And you know what I thought? She's an emotional wreck. That's what I thought. And then somebody else stood. And then some rough Harley Davidson riding, rough looking, tattooed up man stood. And it gave me goosebumps. And I stood in a room where people loved on their God. They didn't just sing songs, they worshiped. They poured their heart out to him. I was never the same after that. I was never satisfied with the music that took place in our Baptist church. And one day I said, God, if you ever give us a chance, we'll do it different. It was at the Avalon Theater that Fellowship Church became a worshiping church. A worshiping church. And you don't know the whole story, but that was one of the most scary, toughest times in the history of our church. When we were at the Avalon, the spiritual warfare down there was in I became a worshiper, a lover of music. Almost every morning of my life, I start in a chair. My Bible or iPad, reading God's Word. I open up my, my, uh, my playlist and I pick three or four songs out of it. Sometimes I just sit in my chair and I cry and I worship and tell them how much I love them, how grateful I am. When I'm through with that, I hit them with a laundry list. Lord, now I need this and now I need that. You know how much I love you, I'm grateful. I'll come back tomorrow, I'll tell you thanks, but would you give me this, this, this and that? And Anna wants this. I do that every day. I could not live on this planet one day of my life without being a worshiper of my Heavenly Father. I listen to songs like this, Amanda, out of my playlist. Some of them old school, some of them not. Draw me close to you. Give me Jesus. 
good, good Father, when I speak your name, reckless love. And this one.
In Ephesians chapter six, there's this incredible scripture that talks about on a daily basis, how we as Christians should arm ourselves. And it's that, that famous scripture that talks about his armor. And, and I believe without a doubt that that scripture is symbolic, but it's literal. Like we are supposed to get up every morning and we're supposed to put on the helmet of salvation, put on the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth and the shoes of peace. We're supposed to pick up the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. And we're supposed to be armed and ready for our adversary because we have an adversary and he has a great commission too. And his great commission is to steal and kill and destroy. He wants to take us out. And guys, as we go through the week, there's many times where we can feel him trying to take us out. Like we can feel all of this pressure coming against us, all of these attacks coming against us. And, and without that armor, we're just easy prey for the enemy. Now, a lot of times I think that when we come into a worship service, we, we're thinking, well, it's just time to sing. We're gonna sing some songs, it's time to sing it. And we might even come a little late because, you know, maybe we don't like to sing or maybe we just, you know, we don't really like songs. We're just, just really not into it. But there's nothing that dresses God's army like worship. Nothing dresses us like that. Because we're singing about his salvation. We're singing about his righteousness. We're singing about his truth and in, this culture where so many people believe that truth is on a sliding scale or truth is just whatever you believe is okay for you or whatever feels good. That's your truth. That's, you, that's your reality. But in, in reality, God sets the truth and it's a standard and he's never changed it. We pick up a shield of faith. We, we pick up the sword of the spirit and it never fails when we really worship. We walk out of here with the shoes of peace. We have this incredible armor and all we have to do is lean into God and allow him to dress us. When we worship daily, we're dressing for battle. But when we worship corporately, that's the army of God dressing together. That's so incredible. That during biblical days, when they would go to war, it would be a couple of armies against each other. And many times they would meet on the battlefield. And the two armies would converge. And when you study history, you'll see that they would collide in the middle of the, this battlefield and it would cause the soldiers to lean into their shield and like press against the enemy and then try to use their swords to, to pierce their enemy. And for us, this shield of faith is something that when times are hard, we get to lean into. Like we can press against the enemy 
because we know God is our shield and we have faith in that. And so we can press against him. We can push against him, the enemy. And, and when he gets in and he gets by us, then we have the sword of the spirit that can slice away at the enemy. And in this song, there's a part that kind of sounds harsh. It talks about God delivering the head of our enemy. And we think, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty blunt. <laughs> but you know what? That's what we want God to do to our enemy, which is the devil. We, hey, take his head off, please, God. So as we come into worship together corporately, I want us to think of it in a different way. I want us to think of it from the standpoint of we're getting dressed for battle. We're gonna be ready for the enemy as an army, together as one. But I want us to think also about the fact that we're picking up this shield of faith and we're gonna lean into worship. We're gonna lean into our faith and we're gonna sing songs of salvation and righteousness and of truth. We're gonna sing songs that will give us peace and we're gonna come against the enemy with our faith and we're gonna be ready with the sword of the spirit, which is this word to slice away any attacks. And once we're dressed and we're leaning in, then we're ready for battle. Then we're ready to go to war. And that's what this time is really all about. So let's, let's sing this song together, visualizing ourselves in that pose, leaning into him and leaning into his faith.
that's one of your favorite songs right now. Yes, amen. Now I want you to take a second and I want you to think about why that's your favorite song. I'm gonna throw out a couple scenarios to you. The first one, you're headed to church. You're on your way, you're in the car. You've got your worship music going and you're just, you're excited to get here. And you're thinking, man, I really hope Julie sings Defender this morning. That is a, that's a legit request. And so you're walking in the doors and you're, oh, Daniel's up there. Daniel's up there. He's so good. I hope he sings today. And Joe, good. He's over from 4640. Oh, I hope he sings today. And you come and you find your seat and the worship starts. And maybe those people didn't get to sing, didn't lead that morning. And you're a little disappointed. I've done it. I'm sure we've all done it at some point. Here's the second scenario. You're on your way to church and you're desperate. You're desperate and you're hurting and you're broken and you need a touch from the Holy Spirit, right? and you walk through the doors and maybe all you've got going for you is that your feet are still putting one in front of the other. And you come in here and you find your seat and you sit down and the worship starts. And you don't care. You don't care what's sung. You don't care who's leading. You just need to meet with Jesus. Right? Guys, the difference first scenario is all about you. It's all about us. That second scenario, it's all about him. Amen. We can attend church services our whole lives and love the worship time and never actually enter into worship. You guys, there is a shift that happens in our hearts when we can wrap our brain around what worship is truly all about. Rabbit, would you throw that up on the side screens for me? When we come in with an expectation of what we want 
or hope the worship looks like, we are interrupting what God could be doing in us. We should be coming in with an expectation of God to move and to do what only He can do. Amen. So if you all would just close your eyes for just a second, every eye closed. Guys, there is no judgment in this room. I wanna pray over those of us who need that shift to take place in our hearts. Would you slip your hand up if you need that shift to take place? Yes. God, do what only you can do here this morning, every hand that's raised and even everyone that's not. God, we come to you this morning and we need a touch from you. Jesus, would you unharden the hardened hearts? Would you bring down the walls that are trapped around, have these hearts trapped up in what it's supposed to look like and what you're supposed to look like and what worship is supposed to look like? Let all of that fall flat to the ground in the powerful name of Jesus. And instead, let us come in and just seek after your beautiful face. Let us come in with no expectations that it, except expecting that you are going to move in us, you're going to move through us. And God, you've said, when we come together, where two or more gathered, you are here in this place. So surely the Lord is in this place. God, please make us aware of your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, we're gonna worship. Here's your opportunity. Let's go. And I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. And I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about knowing you. It's all about you, Jesus. And I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it. And it's all about you. It's all about you. I'm coming back. Bring you more. 
Jesus and I'll bring you more than a song I'll bring you more than a song I'll bring you more I'll bring you more yeah I'll bring you more than a song I'll bring you more than a song I'll bring you my heart my hopes my dreams everything I'll bring you more than a song I'll bring you more than a song yes I will yes I will we sing I'll bring you more than a song I'll bring you more than a song yeah come on we sing I'll bring I'll bring you more than a song I'll bring you more than a song cause I'm coming back I'm coming back to heart of worship it's all about you it's all about you church with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul. That means our emotions, what we think, who we are. That's who we are, Fellowship Church. Here in just a moment, we're going to invite our prayer counselors to come down. And as many people are trickling out, Take an opportunity to come down and be prayed over. You know, sometimes we don't know what to say when we have a, a need in our heart. We don't know what to pray. We don't know what to say to God. Well, our prayer counselors can meet with you and bring that need before God. 
They are safe, they are confidential, and they just care about your heart. And they wanna lift that need, that burden up to God on your behalf. Prayer counselors are coming to the front as they do. I'm gonna pray and you're gonna go one of two directions. First of all, we love you so much. And we are so thankful you were here today to experience this. You're either gonna go that way, get your kids, head to your cars and safely go home, get a bite to eat, or take a few moments before you leave. This God said my house should be called a house of prayer. Come down here and pray with the people that we pray with, the people that pray for us, and let them come together with you, bringing whatever your request is before the Lord. Zomaly said, they might pray for you for the rest of the week, but they won't share your request with anyone. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. Thank you for your presence. A lot of places we can go, Lord, where we can do a lot of things. Father, uh, it's all good and wonderful, but I don't want to go to your house and not feel your presence. We never want to waste people's time to come in here with just something clever we can come up with to say or sing. We have come in here to meet with you. And today, like every Sunday, we have done just that. Thank you. Thank you, God. We love you. Amen. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you're Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week.